This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yep, yep, ghetto boys is back and reloaded All in your mind, yeah, now deep-throated This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded The disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated And they know it, we speak the truth so they quote it Cause we wrote it, the north, south, the east coast It's the GB knocking, we keeping your head bobbing It ain't no stopping And once the beat drops in By then, the system is so corrupt They throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us it's GB don't get it twisted, on code, and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits. It's Willie D, y'all. Scarface in the building. Collectively, we are the Ghetto Boys. Reloaded. Reloaded with another episode of information and instructions to help you navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful world. In the studio. Gilly the kid. Yes, sir. Wilo. <laughs> million dollars worth of game, baby. Reloaded, baby. You see it, man. Million dollars worth of game, daddy. Philly and Houston. Two million dollars worth of yes, game yes. today. Absolutely. You got Philly, you got Houston. It's going down. Talk about Damn, my niggas, though. Powerhouses come together. Yes. This is beautiful, man. It's good to see yeah, you Yeah, we guys. had to, right now, we had to point in no return. Yeah. That's where, it, uh, that's where it come in at. Huh. <laughs> right yeah. now, we had to point in no yeah, return. Yes, we had to point in no return. I want to crank this shit up. He's so hard on your camp folk, man. He's a nut. He's a fucking nut. Why are you so Ray, hard on your camp folk, Gil? Come on, man. I don't pay him no attention, actually. I really don't. Honestly, y'all don't see all the, uh, the extra shit that go on before the camera come on. So they just look like when you got to deal with this motherfucker for on a daily basis. This motherfucker crazy, man. And he's still trapped in prison. Everything was all back to prison when I was in jail. When I was in jail. When I was in I'm jail. I'm just relating to I was in jail. Listen, listen, listen. You kind of get like. I'm just relating to journeys of my life. If you say something to somebody talking to you about something, you're going to talk about the moment where you feel as though you read something or you know something. And that was so in I'm, prison. I'm, yeah. I'm connected with the moment of, oh, yeah, I remember I was in the joint and I had a conversation with somebody about that. Fuck, you're talking about some shit, so I'm going to talk. I'm going to relate it to my. I'm talking about while the man sleep. Oh, yeah, I'm talking was, about when y'all gambling, playing basketball, you yeah. fuck with him. Because a lot of times he talk himself into them ass whoopings. 
He be the one. What you want to bet? And all that dumb shit. I'm like, bro. I seen, I seen Gilly hit a 60-footer <laughs> and a goal about this big on you, dog. Yeah, he been practicing. And then my ACL been tender, so it's a lot of shit. It's, like, it's deep. You know, a nigga deep. got more excuses than the dope fucking ACL tender. ACL was tender. It got disrupted a while back ago. Disturbed, so shit, you know, surgery shit. Man, nonetheless, it man, crazy, it's man. an absolute pleasure to have y'all on this we podcast. We appreciate y'all coming, bro. Like, you know, when the OGs come, you know. He know, he know I'm a hip-hop historian, so this is always good for me, y'all contribution to hip-hop. A lot of young cats probably don't even know how powerful y'all was and how, uh, you know, when I when I see Willie go off on, on Instagram, whenever he's saying some shit, I'm looking at it different. The reason I'm looking at it different because Willie was saying some shit yeah. when it wasn't popular to yeah, say no some shit. shit. No, he started and that shit for real. People might knock on your door when you say some shit. Uh, to a lot of young people, y'all got to understand... Uh, if y'all go back and y'all listen to Resurrection, y'all listen to Point of No Return where, you know, with Jay Prince come on there, he on the phone call talking to Larry Hoover, and um, <laughs> it was like they was taking off. On, this is one of the greatest songs, The Ghetto Boys, to me. This one of mine's, personally. Y'all had a lot of shit, but this was one of the greatest songs because it was so informative, the information. It was like black history, uh, the slaughter of black. It was just so much in Willie verse you know, he come on and he just go the fuck crazy. El Jehovah, I wish you wasn't dead so I could put a bullet in your motherfucking head. Goddamn Will, faggot. Was the motherfucking that? drag queen. Yeah. I wish you didn't put a hit on Martin Luther King. Yeah. Fred Hampton, Malcolm and the others. You ran that punk motherfucker. Yeah. Bob Doki. It was just, he didn't, Willie didn't get, I gotta get Willie's flowers because Willie was like, this, it was no Instagram. Like, them people could have knocked on his door on some other shit. They did. Like, see? <laughs> I didn't did. know that. They knocked on Willie. Willie, Willie just was this motherfucker, but he was educating us through rap. And it was so much passion, and it was like he was pissed the fuck off, like you motherfuckers, you know. And then, and then, and then, with Larry, one of my favorite part, and like who said they want to lay down and put, put a dick in your ass? I'm a rebellious, so move my cheeks. That was legendary. <laughs> yeah, it was legendary, yeah. and it was like, and it was like the fact that Jay Prince would even give that exposure and get him a, a vehicle a to be able to vent yeah. his struggle that he was taking place yeah. in the system. It was like nobody would do that because motherfuckers be scared to touch that. And he's he's buried in a prison. And he's like, yo, man, they trying to stop my family, the clothing. Mm -hmm. They trying to do this. And Jay said, man, well, listen, you know we gonna do it. We gotta sell it through the albums. We gonna sell it through. The this is back when they had the tapes, and you could, you had the PO box, and you had the clothes and the tapes. You remember the, you fold the shit over. You think this hip hop historian? I am a rough. fucking historian. You fucking nut. <laughs> this when you fold it. It's multiple panels. You had the credits. You had who did the beat, who mixed it, who engineered the shit. The P you had everything. The fan club information. So he so it was real. And it was like, Willie was just like, so when I see Willie on the joint, motherfucker might see a motherfucker saying something and having their opinion. No, you talking about a motherfucker that was on the front line when it wasn't no line. Yeah, Willie's always you know I mean? been like so that. Like, and it, it, I, I want to introduce the world to a, uh, uh, to Willie D's first solo album, Controversy. Mm -hmm. And you'll see how far ahead of his time that Willie was mm -hmm. because his first fucking album is unbelievable, and I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't carry a lot of hip hop in my in my in my phone, right. but I got his album in there, you know, and 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 his album meant so much to me on my rise, on me me getting into mm -hmm. the game because his album was already out when I got with the Ghetto Boys. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a little uh, hip hop history since you love it so much. Did um, you know that? No, I didn't know that. <clears throat> when I joined the Ghetto Boys, Willie D had an album get ready to come out already. Okay. And um his project was so influential to me and on me until, you know, I, I, I wanted to, you know, 
make music like that. I wanted to make raps like that. I wanted to be unapologetic. You know, fuck y'all. And that's how his first album was. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Fuck the welfare bitches. Fuck the KKK. Fuck the all that shit. You got to hear Willie D's first album, Controversy. And it was, it was a huge influence on, 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 on the way my shit sound. Even today, I still take some of that shit that Willie said and I be like, yeah. I got to get some of that shit on my shit. <laughs> shit Let me ask you, you a question. You, you said did. when you came to the Ghetto Boys. So who was the Ghetto Boys before you came to the Ghetto Boys? I let Willie answer that question. He knew all of me. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> when, it, when, when they, that was, that's been like four different, um, that's been like four different installments of the Ghetto Boys. Before, really? Before, yeah, before me and Brad came, uh, they, they very first started off with this, uh, a single called Car Freak. And that that Car was freaking. yeah that was that was jukebox, um, that was K-9. Johnny C. No, was it K Nine? Uh, K Nine. Are you K-9 sure? K Nine never made the records. Are you Remember? sure? It was started for K Nine, but K Nine ended up getting arrested. Oh wow! So K Nine is not even on any other uh, albums, or, uh, any covers or nothing, singles, nothing. So the very first installment was <clears throat> Raheem, jukebox, and Johnny C. That's Car Freak. Mm-hmm. And then the album, the first album, Making Trouble, was Ready Red, Jukebox, and Johnny C. Right? And Bill is on the cover, but he wasn't rapping. He was just a dancer at the time. So Which week, Bill? Bill was a dancer. Mm-hmm. He would just, he'd come out and warm the crowd up. Yeah, he was you know? And he, yeah. I wasn't there, but Willie was there. He was, yeah, he I was a dancer. So, so, yeah, so Bill, I mean, he turned it out. Yeah. Jump up there, get on that stage and just, and get just naked. act a fool. <laughs> but he, he yeah, he, he never strip out. He would turn it out. Bullshit. He stripped yes, out. Where he strip all that? At James' party one year, right? We got naked. Yeah, he got naked one time. Damn. Not on stage. Gil did that Not shit. on stage, but he. I was at PCP, though. It's a he was on way. He smoked some shine. Yeah, he got naked. some shit I ain't know. He was sitting on the yeah. corner. <laughs> but I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, that that's crazy. I, was, I didn't willingly get naked. Yeah, just Bill got butt naked. <laughs> yeah, so that that was, so so they only had put out one album before we came in. He showed that's, him a picture oh, that, of that, that, that is, uh, I thought I thought it was Johnny C in the group. Okay, so, so that's the that's the first thing. Okay, that's okay. So that's K nine. Oh, so, so it was K nine, uh, Jukebox and uh, Raheem. Okay, that was the first. Okay, my bad. My I stand corrected. Okay, so that's the first. And then on the album cover, the Making Trouble album. I ended up buying that car, bro. Car freak. You did? Yeah, I bought that car. The Making Trouble album. Um, when I got some money. Was that a 560? Yeah. Uh, uh, custom. Yeah. yeah. Top flip off, yeah. So for the Making Trouble album, K-9 went to jail, and K-9 was replaced with Prince Johnny C. And so you had Prince Johnny C, Jukebox, and Ready Red, and Bushwick was, you know, on Dance. the cover. Yeah, right. So when I came in, I started off as a writer for the new Ghetto Boys project, but Jay liked what I was doing so much. He asked me to join the group. Okay. So, because I, I I wrote "Let a Ho Be a Ho" and "Do It Like a Geo." Those are the first two songs I wrote for Ghetto Boys, and Jay liked it. He liked what I was doing, and he was like, "This this the direction I want to go in." Because if you listen to that first album, that car, that the the making trouble, yeah, you know, it kind of sound it was. Kind of sound like some Run DMC style. Fat boys. Right. Yeah. So, but when I came in, I was like, 
Like, nah. Do it like a Geo, you know, like I came in, you know, uh, just going off, going like that. And he was like, yeah, that's the direction I want to take the group in. So he gave the two guys in the group an ultimatum. Hey, man, either y'all get with this program or y'all can go solo, but this is the way I'm going. Prince Johnny C decided immediately he was going to go solo. Jukebox decided that he was going to be in the group, but so he was initially was supposed to still be in the new, the, the next installment of the group. But when we all got together, Jay told me like, Hey man, I got this other guy from the South side uh, named DJ action. He was talking about Brad. Cause Brad was called DJ action. back. I then. was a DJ before all that yeah. shit. Mm. Yeah. So he I was, get fucking scratched. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe I DJed a couple yeah. parties. It doesn't matter in prison, but go ahead. <laughs> No, but that, no, no, no. Karaoke no, night. No, no, no. But that's something different. <laughs> I used to make, not mean to cut you off, but I used to make mixtapes, and I used to, I used to DJ off of tapes. No, I did too, man. Like, okay, see, I, that's, that's on my jacket, DJ. No, it's not. That's <laughs> another fucking And I just play the tape, man. Not on your jacket, man. big fucking radios, yeah. And you put a tape recorder in front of them, and then you, you blend, like, blend like that. Yeah. I did that shit. So, so. Obviously, I'm a DJ. shit wasn't blending that good. outsider in here, I didn't grow up DJing. I didn't. I ain't going to lie. What you grow up doing? No, no, no. This we understand. That nigga grew up stealing cars. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you some real shit. He didn't grow up listening to rap music. He hatched his little ass. Listen, this motherfucker. Tell him the first tapes you had. Vanilla Ice and what else? The first rap when you used to sell this ice. When you start. For real, man. You're going to fucking lie and say you didn't have that was in your first tape. My first tape was NWA. But you have Vanilla Ice, too. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, he don't fucking lie. He want to lie, man. Fuck, we ain't really did fucking Scarface. You got a Vanilla Ice. You didn't have Vanilla Ice. We had fight when we get outside. See, he want to fight me. Even if that was a true pussy, you put that fucking smell on my name like they're in front of the OGs. What's the first tape you was listening to? Uh. The first tape I was listening to was, was Ice Ice Baby. Did you own a, a vanilla ice tape? Just be real. <laughs> was it, did it happen to be in your come house? Come on, come it on. Was in the household. Oh, say, say, say no more. Say no more. So you don't want to tell me. Who else was in the household that may have been? That Nobody else. He was older. He was oldest. Nobody else could listen to rap. She could listen. Lily could listen to fucking rap. You go put this mother my name right there in front of these. You magically had the vanilla ice in the WA. Listen, stop playing. Was you cruising in your 5.0 with the ragtown down so your hair could blow? No. Yes, you was. The fuck I wasn't. You was listening to fucking Ice Ice Baby. So, wait a minute, so, wait, 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 wait. Wow. You, I don't even remember you know, the words. You know the words? Yes, I did. You just as fucked up as That's one. right. No, I didn't know the words. Give me a pass. Give me a pass. Come on, man. You know the words, too. I don't know the words. Come on, man. Come on. How you don't know the words? Can, you cannot miss smash. that. That's, you know the words. You said the same words Thanks. over and over and over again. Thank you. you, you it was easy. So hold on. So you was listening to it, too? Let me I got a story about Vanilla Ice. No, listen to this story. So when I used to battle... I started off as a battle rapper mm -hmm. and Vanilla Ice. Funny as fuck. Vanilla Ice used to come from Dallas. Him and a couple of black dudes, they would come down periodically and get in the uh, rap battle contest. And the rap battle was twofold. It had one, one part of it was first you had to qualify by just doing a regular rap. Right. And then if you made it to the next round, then that's when you rank mm -hmm. on each other. You mm -hmm. battle. You didn't want to fuck a Willie with that so, shit. I I would always end up in the battle rap part of it. Vanilla Ice would do his part, and you know I ain't trying to rag on the dude or nothing, but you know it was lackluster. You know yeah. what he would say to to qualify, right. but they wanted him because he had a swag about himself and a confidence about himself. And he really felt like his shit was doper than everybody's shit. He just right. had that type of attitude, swag, right. and people wanted to see him in the battle rap part. Right. 
So they would cheer for him to get into the battle rap part no matter what he said right. in the regular part. Well, he knew right. Willie was so, on and he, scorches. <laughs> he'd come into that battle rap part and get lit the fuck up. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and so that's how I knew I knew him yeah. from way back then. When he, Before he got on, Jay let me hear his demo. Mm-hmm. That Ice Ice Baby, I heard the demo. Yeah. And he asked me... I didn't just hear it. I saw the VHS tape yeah, of yeah, it. Tape right. of it. I saw him performing on stage and everything, dancing. And he asked me what Those I thought. Those VCR kids, for those who don't understand, that was a VCR. Right. Yeah. I asked him, I mean, he asked me what I thought about it. And I said, he white and he can dance. I'd sign him. You know? Oh, so Jay Prince had a chance to sign him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. First. He, he missed it. He missed it. Damn. Yeah. He he was like, he said, I, I said, he, he, I said, he white. Actually, I said, he white. He can't rap that good, but he can dance. I'd sign him. And shit, man, it wasn't even two months later. I said, man, it was ice, ice, baby. Willie know the word. Willie know Gilly. Don't do that. It was everywhere. And See, then, he, 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 he hit the song. He hit the. Everybody knew that. Gilly. We all guilty. We always been the ice fans here. Ghetto Boys was Vanilla Ice fans. Dude, don't fucking put me in that shit, bro. Don't fucking put me in that shit. Listen, did he know the song? Put me in that shit, Did he know the song? Put me in that shit. Scarface. He probably knew. He probably knew. Listen, did he know the song? Yeah, I'm sure he knew. Thank you, Willie. Thank you, Willie. I'm sure he knew the song. I'm sure. I'm sure in that. I'm sure in that Benz that you bought at least one time. Doom 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 doom. Came out the speaker. Never. But you know what, man? To, to, to Vanilla Ice's credit, man, I, I really do have to give him credit. I he love has, Vanilla Ice. Had, Good guy. He had what it took to get into the game. You know, he out hustled everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, he out hustled everybody else, and he had a, he had supreme confidence in himself. Mm-hmm. So this is when other people didn't really care for him, and yeah. other people were like laughing and shit. He was like, he tore that shit up. I'm he better than all y'all." He just he didn't yeah. care what everybody else was saying. Right. It was like he was numb to it. He was deaf to what everybody was saying. Right. He's like he got in a lane and he just put those horse blinders on and he just went forward. Right. So I I give him credit for that. If he didn't have that, he probably wouldn't have made it. But a, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people have to kind of like uh, play a mind game with themselves, you know, oh, make them believe that. themselves is more than actually what they are. That. You, you got to go crazy out here sometimes. Because the I, bottom I line, never did that. But I mean, because no, you already felt because at the end the of the day, you already felt as though you was the shit. shit. I didn't even feel that. Well, you did. No, I just felt like I was. I was. I was trying to get in while I where I fit in. Okay. As really, I wasn't. I wasn't overly fucking nigga. I can rap like a motherfucker. Yeah, I don't think he was. He he well, not think, but I don't. He wasn't like that in the beginning. Right. But when his shit got hot, oh, you a liar, Willie. Willie, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. So you didn't come over like that because you had you had some growing to do. He knew. He let you know. You had some growing to do, face. Listen, listen. Oh, so when did the what's the name part? You remember when y'all was just on Brothers Club? He said. Ain't nobody fucking with me. I said, don't what, nobody want to fuck with me. me. What, where did that come up? Where, where did that energy come? What year? What year, what that year, that energy, did, came where did that energy come? Right it, now. No, it wasn't back then. No, no right now. No, that no, that that energy started. He isn't fucking ninety nine. That energy probably started in ninety two. Ninety two. Fucking dead. Ooh. Like man, I'm fuck. No, I'm just, I'm just, you know. Man, you gotta have that kind of mentality. Yeah, that's nobody not true. Say. But, but you know you what do. though? I was listening I to my catalog. Do. 
Like, I ride with my son, man, and we be listening to my catalog, and I be like, you know what, Chris? Boy, I was a bad motherfucker. And this one morning, y'all just called me on a bad one because I had just got through listening to my shit. And he was like, well, who you want to do a versus with? Exactly. I don't want to fuck, fuck with me. me. I can start in, I can go back to 1989 to right now, to 1990 now, now. And if a motherfucker can keep up with that catalog, there's a skull face back in this motherfucker, motherfucker once again. It's a bad, that's a mother, man. Yeah, he, from 89 to, to when did I stop, Willie? 2016? It was a bad motherfucker. But you know one thing, Face, one of my favorite songs of yours, and it was just, it, it's not. And that's what, why I quit right there. Why? Cause a nigga got a favorite song of mine. Man, well, I got to. I'm just saying. I'm a. I'm a. Uh, I'm a fan. I got to. I'm just. And, 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 it's, and you. If you had a, uh, if you had a zillion guests, you would never guess. My favorite song. One of them. Wait, what album is it on? It wasn't on the diary. I, I forget the name of the album. But listen, I'm gonna tell you it. The, uh, 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 I know what the name of it was. It wasn't you by yourself. Okay, so it was. Uh, wasn't you by yourself? Me and Red Man. Nope. Mm-mm. Him and Tupac? No. Mm-mm. That was my no, no, no. shit. I'm going to tell you my favorite joint. Don't tell me. It was on your la- your label mate was on there. Who's your label mate? What's your label mate? Who's Cash your... money? No, he uh, was on. Uh, yeah, who's Tony Draper, Suave House. Eight Boy Was on my record? Yes. Okay, so was it Heaven? No. So, Tony was, Tony didn't rap? No, no, Tony Draper had Suave House records. Okay. That's what label he was on. I'm telling him his label mate. Oh. You were signing Suave? I, yes, I know you did Cash Money. That's the first. What do you want, Tony? first put me on, Tony what? Draper. Tony Draper, I'm the on, first one. I'm on Armed Robbery Remix. What? Yeah. Tony Draper, my nigga. You know we grew oh, up yeah, together. That's yeah, We used to throw the newspaper yeah. together. Tony That's Draper okay. was first person like to put some money on. in my pocket, so man. Because he right. forgot. Even Face forgot. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, my name is Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jay Prince was the first nigga I ran from, I ain't no <laughs> Ran from him? <laughs> You run for? I don't know what the fuck I was Tell running for. Me. We we go we go. I'm, I, I I get signed to Swave House, right? So they don't be going out, Gilly. We gonna parking lot pimping. I'm thinking this is a fucking club, man. All day I'm like, yeah, we gonna parking lot pimping later on. Yeah, I mean this is '99. I never heard of no fucking parking lot pimping, bro. We pull up, they get out the cars. And we chilling in the parking lot. And oh, I'm like, hard. I'm like, what's the name of the club? Jamaica, Jamaica? I can remember back to what like, You remember what day it was? I can tell you the club. It was, a, I think it was the weekend. So we, we sitting there and was you know, all, the, all the bitches, yeah, we eight ball and all the bitches is out. And, you know, we, so I, I put it together. Oh, parking lot. They cool. And the next thing I know, motherfucker said, Diggle J Prince, get in the car, Gilly. I'm like, who the fuck is J Prince? Like, I get in the car, the nigga I'm in the car is driving like this. So I'm like, oh man. So now I'm, I'm up under the deck. You ain't seen nobody? Man, I don't know who the fuck J Prince is, man. I ain't did nothing to nobody. I'm not beating with nobody. Who I said, who said, no, J Prince? ball. I ain't got no pistol. Eight ball no, from no, MJG. No, no, no. Eight ball didn't say it. Somebody else screamed out, yo, yo, they're going to rap a lot, nigga. They're going to take Prince. Eight ball said, get in the car, Gilly. Because that's what I was with. Eight ball. So when. We pull the fuck off and we get out of there. I get right back to the motherfucking studio and drink. I ain't never going to the motherfucking club again with niggas, man. Motherfuckers had me running from a nigga named Jay Prince, man. I ain't never ran from a nigga in my life, man. <laughs> and that was the last time and I was the funny club. part about it is, man. It was funny part like about it is, Drake was laughing. What? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was y'all running? <laughs> nah, Jay. Jay ain't like fucking that. thinking about Jay. At all. So, mm-hmm. so, at all. For me, it was just like, it was like, <laughs> I just ran from a nigga I don't know. Like, I don't even know why we running. Like, <laughs> you was scared too, huh? Like, you fucking right. When you see a nigga up under that stairwell, will you? Oh, this, this shit get real. Like this. Some shit rays start flying through this motherfucker. <laughs> 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 you, you like, we ain't got no toasty. Ooh, man. I know what? And the nigga ain't had no, he ain't got no, no fucking cook up, man. There ain't no cookers <laughs> come out, man. We was up under the dashboard, <laughs> man. About a nigga I don't know. Uh, Ooh, I'm never shit. going to fuck out with no niggas again, man. 
I'm sorry, oh I'm not niggas God. for life. But that, was your, that was your intro to Houston. That was my introduction oh to Houston, man. You said fuck that. that we went to parking lot pimping, and next thing I know, I was up under the motherfucking what's the glove you department joint, pulling the fuck off for no reason. You was up I under ain't the did club. nothing to nobody, man. I'm from Philadelphia, I don't know no fucking body out here, man. Motherfucking Whistler had you on a mission. Fuck, I'm running how from did, the. How nigga. did you connect with Drake? I connected with Drake because uh, it was a bidding war going on. From with all the record labels up north. Mm -hmm. And then my lawyer called me and said, yo, you ever heard of Suave House? And I'm like, yeah, that's like with eight ball and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, you know, they just went platinum. Yeah. On an independent? <clears throat> yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, I already got up north as an independent. If I go down there and get with them motherfuckers, yeah. it's on. So you thinking about money. See, I was thinking, thinking about, about both sides. Business, like, yeah. hold on, I'm an East Coast nigga. I already got this. I'm already running around doing shows mm -hmm. everywhere. If I go get with them, it's on. And mm -hmm. when I got with Drake, Drake had that same type of mentality. Like, I remember we was in a meeting up at Universal, and they like, he need to do something with Nelly. This is before Nelly was even <sighs> out. Drake was not trying to hear that shit. He like, man, I'm trying to drop this nigga now. Like, you got good crack cocaine, you put it anywhere, fucking Drake sales. Drake a bad motherfucker, man. You feel? I got Love good Drake. crack cocaine. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Like, so, but he was going through something internally with his situation. So then when he got out. So you got caught up in the reconstruction. Yeah, I got, yeah. So then when he would, oh, decided to go off a of universal or whatever he did, I was doing a concert in Philly and Cash Money was there. And that's when Baby approached me like, so me and, we got with Drake, we did the business and then I went from there over to Cash Money. Yeah. And okay. that's how that happened. Yeah. How, did, how did it end up with Cash Money? I ain't sell no publishing, so you, you know, kind of know how that ended up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Man, I, I've heard a lot of your stuff, right? And, and, and you, you cold-blooded with them lyrics. No shit. Like, Appreciate do, do, that, man. <clears throat> do you ever, like... I wrote, I wrote a lot of his stuff. Fuck out of here, man. I was, I was one of his writers. <laughs> man, how do you feel... He's for real, baby. No, no, yeah. Gilly, how, how do you feel about knowing, not feeling, but knowing that you got what it takes and you one of the top dudes that's you top spitter and not having to get up there, hit that peak where everybody know you for your music and not just some dude that, you know, hopped on the internet and, and became known mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever. Because nah, a lot rain. of people- His name well, ain't well, well, I understand I'm, what no, he's no, saying. I'm, talk, I'm talking about- I'm talking about- Universal. I'm, I'm talking about everywhere. Right. I'm talking about where everybody know Gilly that dude. Right. Gilly the kid is well, that dude. Well, for hold, me hold, hold, one minute. I just want to like, I, I'm, there's no disrespect, Willie. Yeah. No disrespect. There you go. <laughs> but for you to say some of the things you said, I don't know if you was little, I don't know if you had a drink. Uh, this dude was doing, he was a bar, he was a bar, he was still doing bar tours. You hyping, you, you giving him a little too much fucking <laughs> This shit ain't funny, man. Like, no, you giving him a lot, like, like on some real, I, I think Willie really must have drunk I knew something. he was going to say this stuff. I'm like, Willie just talking about, what the fuck is Willie talking about? I'm trying to figure out who Willie talking about. He was mad because he missed the You giving this motherfucker too much. He was listen, he, he did two tours of bars around the country. No neighborhood bars. This motherfucker wasn't old. He didn't play in no fucking arenas, no amphitheaters. You giving him all this. I'm like, what? I'm well, you know, sir, you know, sir. 
said, we'll fucking throw it know, off. Well, well, you know, in defense hey. to your comments, in, de- <laughs> in, defense of, in, defense, in defense of your comments, there's some of the greatest singers and, and entertainers and talented people uh, play at bars every night. No, no, no. But I'm just play saying. Play at regular bars every night. That was yeah, back Willie, when Willie ride with that shit, that too. He's going on to that shit. You see face back shit. down off of that shit. He's like, yeah, he about right here. Yeah, motherfucker ain't what. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, nigga. Face ain't cool sign all that shit. Nah, nigga fire, man. Come on, man. Oh, face, come Why on, you man. keep putting me in that shit, I'm bro? I'm just saying, no. But listen, face, you a legend. Don't put me in that shit. He a legend. <laughs> Gil is a legend, man. Don't get it fucked up. <laughs> These dudes giving you votes and shit. That I don't even like. Ah, uh. it felt like it felt like you know. I knew what I was up against. So, because you know, Jay tried to sign me when I when we turned that situation down because it wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? I pretty much knew what I was up against. It was fucked up. Wait, the, wait, the, the, was, yeah, it was fucked up. Jay Z. Jay Z. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. fucked up. I mean, it wasn't right. You know, when when I went to Tony Draper, you know, it was like, what you want? I was like, I want half a million dollars. I want a hundred. I want a hundred up front. I want fifteen points. I want a bump at gold. I want a bump at platinum. Draper's like, I ain't never gave nobody the deal. That Who said day. that? Tony Draper. Yeah. He said, I ain't never gave nobody. I don't think nobody. you said all that, because how would you know uh, all that? On, that sounds fair. That talking about, man, because I was in every label talking. Shit. Oh, all right. What are you talking about? Okay. Bump, start at 15, bump nah, at man, we go, we go to 18, we go to 18 and then go to 22. Yeah. But I was a young well, nigga you coming in the game, so I was and, getting and, what and I could get. knowing that you might settle for 15. Right. So, you know, for me, it was like... You know, Drake was like, I ain't never gave nobody. I said, okay, cool. I fuck with you, Drake, but I'm, you know, I got to go back to Philly. He said, you know what? You got that. And then we did the business. And then, you know, for whatever reason, I just feel like now when I look at my life, I feel like God navigated me through all that bullshit to get where I am right now. Right. Dope. You feel what I'm saying? And no. now where I'm at, where I'm at right now, I'm going to kick their ass. <clears throat> right. I'm going a, I'm to a kick their ass every you know, single I, day. You know, Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. a lot of motherfuckers had me doing security at Ross right now. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Point motherfuckers to the uh, the irregular polo tees and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, that's, that's don't you do some, some type of uh, segment or some type of where you go out and work a regular job somewhere? No, you go to Ross. Yeah, I go to Ross. Because he just wanted to let people know that yeah, yeah. this could have been Once me. Once every other month. He just walked did in. You, I go, oh, I need to fucking go security at Ross. Did you do you that? Do did you, have you ever worked for Ross before? No. You, no, no he they let you come in there and do that? They let you do it? They let you do it? Yeah, I walked in there with my security jacket on and everything. Just to get the feeling of what he would have been. I'm going to fucking do that. I stayed there for two hours. I'm going to go do that. Because I know this where these niggas had me where, at. Where you gonna work at? Uh, like, uh, I mean, somewhere. Animal Krispy shelter. Kreme. Animal. Why you say animal Them donuts is crazy. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna go there eat some donuts and Go shit. eat some donuts and get fat. But no, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna take it back to this. My favorite song. And Jay-Z's a good nigga, man. Yeah. He's yes, a he good, is. he's a man, for real. Yes, I don't think Jay-Z's a good nigga. I do. I think he's a good dude, a good man. Yeah, he's a, a good, good man. Good I, like, I like that word. I like yeah. how you cleaned that up. I use the nigga, 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 I was I made the beat for the record and Too Short came in. Mm-hmm. Uh and um we we did our part at the same time. It was me and Short and Dev. Because Dev was in the studio the whole Dev time. Dev and the dude was on the dude. Yeah. yeah. The whole time we we would go to the you studio. You must be used to all the finer things. I'll tell you another uh hip hop history. You love it. Yes, I love it. Come on. Raheem 
the vigilante wrote that hook. Yeah. Damn, how'd you get Raheem in the damn studio? Raheem was in the studio. And Devin the Dude yeah. sung the hook. Yeah. Me I ain't seen Raheem in okay. so long. Yeah, Raheem came in the Raheem studio. Raheem is from, what, Philly or Chicago? I think he's from Philadelphia, maybe New Jersey. No, 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 he's not from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. He may be from Philly. I got to ask Warren. Got to check into that. Yeah. Raheem is from, you sure? How long did it take, like, that whole studio session? Was was T. Lee I I just, no, he wasn't there. And I think that, here's the thing. Uh, Jay Prince was signing Tila to rap a lot. So what better way to introduce him to... He was leaving Suave House. He was leaving Suave coming to rap a lot. So James put him on Fuck Faces at the end. It was just me, Short, and Devin. Mm -hmm. He talked that shit. And then Tila came in at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, But those beats, like... Tila made it hot. He made it hot. I mean, this shit was crashed before, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, he... (laughs) I like this. I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna just say this because short. Listen, I ain't gonna front, man. Like because nah, if you look at the record, hot. if you look at the, if you look at the record right now, you must be used to all the finer things and fat your way to buy with money. Oh, it brings. was money. It was straight. That's money. right now. It was straight money. You do going yeah. in taking a shopping. <laughs> I mean, you seen yeah. the whole peep game. He knocking like you seen the whole game well, yeah, of right now. Bought us some fucking draws. Come here, yeah. bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was cool, man. Yeah, but but a lot of a lot of. Um, a lot of beats that I made for that album uh, transpired when people came to town and wanted to do some m- music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Put the headphones on. And bam, they was go Was you to making beat. beats or rapping first? I was making you said beats you was first. said DJ, yeah. 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 I was making beats, beats first. Yeah. And like I was telling Nori and them, like I'm, I'm probably a way better producer than I am a fucking rapper. Like for real, I don't think so. I think your beats, are all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> see, Willie be on point, man. You know, you're, you're, you're fucking. You know, like I, I feel like the beats somebody else possibly could have done, but the lyrics, nah. Your fucking lyrics is that's the shit. That's where you. That's where you really get off at. You know, and, and I'm gonna tell you, I think the fans agree with me because they they love the beats and shit. But when people think of you. The reason why people are so in, in, endeared to you is because of how you make them feel with your lyrics, the words that you say. Yes, that is that is the shit it. that sold people on you. That shit was strong, face. But, you but can't deny. But they would have known that I made the beat too, Willie. Well, they know now, <laughs> and they 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 they're still not like. Now they no, no 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 now it's, they fucking know that I did the beat too, Willie. Yeah, they and now that now they know that you did the beat so, and shit, and that's cool. Hold I on. fucking hurt hold my feelings, man. Now nah, he got to because he need to hear this shit. Yeah, he got to hear, hear this shit. Hear. He gotta hear this I don't want to hear that shit. Nah, now nah, you got to hear this shit. Yeah, okay. Now they now that they know you made the beats t- right. And still, are they talking about you being? We a just top said that shit right now. Lyricist or a top five producer? Get in your motherfucking lane, man, and accept it. Your motherfucking beats are all right. That <laughs> nigga sound like Billy from fucking Prince. Yeah. Ain't nobody digging your music but yourself, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the beats are dope in a motherfucker, yeah. but I can see, you know saying? like, if I heard the beats and shit, if I just heard your beats and shit, I would say, okay, that's a dope producer, right? It's dope, it's dope, it's dope. 
Willie, you but rapped on lyrics, my shit, Will. But the motherfucking lyrics, bro. Willie, you rapped on my shit, man. Yeah, I did. You like, yeah, that shit doped in the motherfucker. It is, but I ain't motherfucking, you know. I'm not top I'm, I'm not top question, five though. dead or alive on the beats, huh? Yeah, man, you ain't. You never, you wasn't putting it out there that you was making the beats back then, because I never knew you was making the beats. Yeah, yeah, he all, he always kind of had dibbling, dabbling and shit. Even in, even with the ghetto boys, shit, he put a little something here. Going that motherfucking do this. This is in very very stages when he before he really took off as a producer. Yeah, he'd go in that motherfucking you know just going yeah. fucking around and, yeah. and he kind of like morphed into really producing. But you really wasn't put. That was more behind the scenes, right? That you was pretty producing. much. You probably you probably wouldn't know unless you read in the credits or something. That's when you yeah. know. See, he got a, yeah. he 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 actually has a musical background. And th- and this is why, like, if you listen to like his albums versus my albums, his his album solo shit is way better than my shit production. No, nah, you just wanted yeah. to fight. You didn't want to make no fucking records. You wanted to squabble. I didn't want to squabble. Bullshit. I didn't want to squabble. I was just trying to teach people, giving people information, nah, instructions so to, help to navigate through this wild crazy. <laughs> Willie make world. A, Willie would make an album to get ready to go on tour so he can go out and fight. That's a lie. Did you mean go out and fight? Did you see go out and fight? That that lie rolled off his tongue like people who support systemic racism. Okay. It just rolled right off. I don't even like that. He went all the way to Because Willie said, man, he wasn't trying to fight you. Oh, bullshit. Man, man, nobody know Willie better than So I can can count at least five fights we had on tour when when, when we was on tour with Public Enemy. Wait, hold on. Wait, Willie started all of them? Was it Willie or was it the Henny? Hold on. Or Willie and no, the Henny. No, 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 no. I never had to drink to get. Yeah. Oh, it was no, but I'm just saying already. to get you fired, fired up. You know. up well, who was Willie fighting with? Just the Whoever the fuck wanted to fight. Oh, damn. The man beat up the sound man. Willie, no, he didn't. Willie beat the sound oh, man. Oh, I'm lying. Kicked the motherfucker in the head for touching his feet on stage. Listen, I was just defending myself. Oh, Willie, what? The, the, the coldest shit I ever hey, seen, man. That shit that he sell right. The coldest, <laughs> shit, that I, the coldest <laughs> shit that I ever seen. Just his foot. We was in Baton Rouge, riding around, and then somebody was like, yeah, let me out, man, let me out. Yeah, let me out. Man, motherfucker was making an attempt to get out the limousine, and Willie <laughs> kicked him in the ass out the limousine. Willie. No comment. I've never. Willie thinking of some shit. I he not. He not thinking about shit because he know I ain't lying. But go ahead. Kick the nigga ass out the limo. Way out. Moving limo. We couldn't even stop. Good. Kick the door open. Hey, you know when you see somebody mind working, they try to clean the shit up. He like. Well, the thing, the thing, the thing is, is that this all of this shit is allegedly. That's not allegedly. Man, we would we would be coming home from 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 the show right. And this is so fucking bad. But me and Bill didn't give a fuck. We had bitches in the limo. Yeah. Even Red, too. We had bitches in the limo, man. And then Willie be like, nah, man, they can't ride in here. What was Willie? Willie was like, trying no. to keep it professional. Professional. Man. Keep these guys. Yeah, he ain't with y'all to get caught up. He ain't give a fuck about no up. professionalism. We had bitches, Willie. Really. <laughs> nah, man. Th- these dudes, man, if you let them go too far, bro, they would get, caught, get up. caught up. We would go too far. So he basically was a chaperone. They're going to take, they take it too nah, far. Nah, he was just a Willie was, was the big brother cock blocker, man. He was a limousine bully. Nah. Jay Ryder in here. So you he'd come out of the show. Y'all got all these women and he'd be like, nigga, the limousine bully. Now, here's the thing. 
<laughs> Here's the thing, man. Look, listen. It got to the point where we wouldn't no. even bring motherfuckers to the limousine no listen, more. Y'all got to follow no, us. No, listen. I, I never had a problem with girls hopping into the limousine. Pretty girls. As long as they were, they were pretty and that was and it was spacious. Oh, so you said him and Bill ain't had no Fucking pretty Fucking mud ducks. Well, you know, some, sometimes- Him and Bill ch- was loading the limo with Monkey Mountain. Well, that was <laughs> at times challenges. But this is what I'm saying. Okay, whatever. This, this, is, this whatever. is what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to- Look, man, I'm not night. riding nowhere uncomfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, we, we, we in a limousine, man. We supposed to be comfortable. We're not supposed to have a whole damn club inside the limousine. People all hanging all on the floor and, and, and all in now your Now imagine him having this same fucking uh, conversation with a United Airlines gate check lady <laughs> in Mississippi. I think, I think that gate check lady would be appreciative. No, Willie. We got into some shit. No, no, yeah. No, we got into some shit. You got out of some shit. You started the shit and got out of it. Oh, but he said he was a troublemaker. I thought uh, he was a troublemaker. No, this dude, we were, we were in Jackson, Jacksonville. Uh, not true, I mean, not really. Jacksonville. We were in Jackson, Mississippi. This dude walks up to the counter. We we had just did a show. That's not he true. He walks up to the counter, and he and Bill are cracking jokes about the plane going down. Oh, shit. So... The uh the the uh what do you call those people who take the, the ticket TSA t- t- ticket? No, no. They had TSA oh. back then. This is oh. before, no, this this before is, allies yeah, had two wings. But go oh. ahead. <laughs> yeah. But but this, this is we talk we're talking ninety one, right? Mm-hmm. Oh shit. So <laughs> so you still smoke on the planes when we was fucking around. <laughs> the whoever the people is is who take the, the ticket people. Yeah, ticket takers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ticket ticket So they were like it was a white dude. It was a white dude and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a white lady. But the white dude, he had an attitude. He was like, um, y'all not going to be able to fly today uh, because, uh, he said, what, what's going on? Because you don't make jokes about something like that. You don't make jokes about the plane going down. So that was Harry said that shit. Well, that wasn't me. This dude start made the fucking joke. Him and Bill. Him and Bill joking and you about the shit. Right with that. Yeah, I got and, and and look, and right as they're saying we're not gonna be able to talk and they doing a little shit, he take off and go. It was you. Who, who did who was that MC you left Breed. with? Him and Breed. Him and MC Breed. Rest in peace, they MC take Breed. off. R.I.P. We MC go to a Breed, whole nother airline and get off. They go jump on a whole nother I'm different airline and and jump on the plane and they gone. We have to spend the night in Jackson. Because of, because of something that he did. This dude can be at times very inconsiderate of others. And so this is what happened to us. We had to pay for his mistake. Huh? This, like this, this is what happened. Yeah. I'm going to just say this. Don't Will, say that. Don't say Will, shit. All right. Will. I ain't going to say nothing. Yeah. 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 Come yes. on, man. Don't, don't, let, don't let them leave here believing no shit like that, Will. So you didn't make no so jokes you just with Bill. Just, you I, I don't, so I you want to rewrite history. Bruh. You ain't make no jokes with Bill. I ain't fuck with Bill like that. It wasn't nothing funny about Bill. Oh my God. Nigga, you wasn't even there. I think I was I'm believing I'm believing him. But I, but I will say this. I will say this. Will, your 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 escape game is legendary. How you escape going on tour fighting and you reverse this shit to him, you're a legend. His reversal game is He's legendary. Fucking fantastic, you, I'm just saying, like, like the shit you did on the plane shit, you probably got blocked the fuck up these days. Like that shit was crazy. You didn't have to make no jokes. If you and Bill ain't had to we make got, any type of jokes. We got kicked off stage in Dayton, Ohio, right? Big ass stage, man. Whole lot of people in the Our shit. first big show. 
The first big, big ass show. Our first yeah, big show. first oh big God. show. I'm, uh, you know, I ain't never seen a whole bunch of people like this before. You know, and and and. Willis, did you spike the mic or did I spike the mic? Bill spiked the mic. Bill spiked the mic. <laughs> and this white guy ran up on that stage. Tell them what spike the mic means because young kids don't know. Fuck Slam that motherfucker. Super Bowl do touchdown. Yeah. They don't do that shit these and, days. And a, a white boy ran out there and Willie D gave him a ding ding wings and fries. <laughs> you said he was <laughs> ready to fight. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding, what is, it, what is it, Willie? Shake and fries, what ding, is it? Ding ding, fries and shake. Fries and shake. Oh, that's what you used to call your knockouts. <laughs> ding ding, fries and shake. Ding, ding, yeah, he was on some bullshit on this. Anybody sleep? want ding ding, fries and shake? Anybody want? sleep. But I, but I would not. I, I would not advise that to our up and coming artists out there because got some we, had to, we had to give all that money back. No, uh, we, we worked for free that night. Are you sure? Remember. We tore up the equipment oh, we that was did on stage. Had to pay that shit. That was uh, band equipment and stuff in, uh, on the stage. Oh, oh, so, so so outside the knockout, y'all just start smashing shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Willie tore. I mean, not Willie for no reason. Not not Willie, but Bill turned into a rock. Man, Bill I mean, has always started. been a rock star. Just tearing up everything. That motherfucker throw TVs and shit out the sixteen We go backstage. We go backstage after it was over. We go. Well, first of all, it was it was troops manager. Who ran out on stage? See, this, this is this is what happened. Troop was legendary. Troops manager wanted to end, us to end our show early. They were the headliners, mm. but we sold the tickets. Right, we were the right. ones everybody was coming to see. Right, like because they it was troop after seven and somebody else. Right, it was an R and B show at All first. All I do right. is think of you. And they tried. They couldn't sell the tickets. They couldn't move tickets. It was like two weeks before the show. And, they, all come on the and show, they had right? only sold like a couple hundred tickets. They put us on there and it sell out. Huh. So now we know that people are there. The majority of people are there to see us. Right. So what happens oh, is Willie that, lying? It's, 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 okay, tell the story. I don't know the goddamn story, oh, Willie. Well, well, shut your ass up, man. All right, let me be cool with it. Goddamn. So, so we we on the stage, and the dude, our manager tell us we got to wrap it up. And we like, we want to perform. Like, we, we only done 20 minutes. We got a 45-minute show. Right. So we want to perform for this, these people who came to see us. Right. We're like, fuck that. We ain't going to jail. So Bill say, yo. <laughs> They they want us to end the show right now. Fuck that. <laughs> Ain't none of us hoes. <laughs> so the dude, that's when the dude cut the mic off. Well, first he cut the lights off. Then he cut the mic off. When he cut the mic off, Bill slammed the mic. The, the sound man come running out there. He ding, one. ding, fries. He, he, go he go to sleep. Slip him. <laughs> then Troop's manager come running out there. Like Harry Ding Ding Fries and shit. You know, yeah, got him real good. Uh, so now we start tying up the equipment on the stage for no reason. The crowd, fuck the drums, and, and, and the crowd, and the crowd don't, the crowd don't do it, don't don't help the situation. So they they want to like, fight too. They're like, oh yeah, oh shit, because the crowd already mad that we got to end the show early. So they they're really mad, too. and they're all the way on our side, and 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 and, and it's it's like pandemonium, and. Out of all of these people, out of all these people like going crazy and stuff, all this noise that's being made, I can hear some 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 girls up in the front, like uh, this girl up in the front scream, oh, they ghetto boys for real. Oh, shit. <laughs> so we go to the backstage. We go, we go, we go to the dressing room. We get to the dressing room. We walk in our dressing room. 
all the glass is broken. You remember that part? I didn't do that. The, the glass is broken in our dressing room. <laughs> well, he keep acting like he ain't single hip. He just stood to the side. The glass <laughs> is broken in our dressing room. He said he went to the limousine and waited. Bill is in the damn dressing room pacing. Who? He, Bill. Bill. He, he didn't tore that motherfucker all up. All the motherfucking mirrors in our dressing room. For what? <laughs> what are you our dressing room for, Bill? So next thing you know, they got these big old burly six foot five white State boys troopers. with these big old ass 15 gallon hats on yeah. and they're talking to our manager chief and they're telling him we got to pay for all this shit or we going to jail. Fuck. So we had to give all that money back to go home. How much was we doing shows for back then? Man, really? I, I, don't, I don't know. But I, whatever it was, we had to give it all back. Mm. You know, Nigga so, went home so broke. That, 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 <laughs> that taught us a lesson. A lesson. Don't touch yeah, that taught us a shit. lesson. So for all y'all out there, man, Man, you know, don't don't get the money back. Who think y'all rock stars? Don't give the money back, man. Bill was a bill. And, and also and also respect respect seniority. Respect uh respect protocol, you know, Damn. like we were not the headliners and we didn't respect the headliners. Yeah. You got to respect if you're on the undercard, you got to respect the headliner. I don't give a damn how good you think you are. The headliners, Even if he sold all yeah. the tickets, the like headliners the ghetto boys. run it. Yep. The they headliners run it. So, and we didn't respect it. We was like, man, Willie, we was just like wild and raw. You still don't respect the headliner, Willie. Yeah, I mean, it's our shit. No, 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 that's a lie. I, I, I respect everybody, man, but it's, unless, you know. Because you, you need two pieces in the fridge. What's it? Well, ding, shit, ding, fries, ding, fries. Well, you know, unless they do that something, like man. Willie D's, ding, 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 fries, and shit. Man, that's some dope <laughs> shit. That'd be a unbelievable spot. They need to sell that shit at Whataburger. Ding, ding, fries, and shake. Got two little mini hamburgers, some two fries, and a shake. What? Food so good it'll knock you out. That'd be a logo. Hold on. Let me write that. You got to write that. I'm telling you, write that shit down. Food so good it'll knock you out. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed, cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol the danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. 
There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like Bill had us hostage, bro, on tour. Because <laughs> we be trying to, Make Bill like the surprise that he is. And Bill would be out there in the crowd sitting in the seat with the people like this waiting on us to come on. Before we even get to the arena, Bill is already at the damn arena inside of the crowd. Fucked up. Drunk. Always. Yeah. Bill ain't give a fuck. Bill, he was was the epitome of the word rock star. Yeah. Yeah, he'd throw fucking TVs out the fucking hotel and crash the rooms and cut the mattresses up. And- <laughs> it was fucking crazy. Oh, he was a motherfucker. Man, what's what's the biggest difference between what where you guys are now in your careers and where you were just about maybe two years ago before you guys got the million dollar uh, podcast? What happened million, was million dollars worth of game. Podcast. What happened was. Um, well, me right now, I'm, I only been out of the penitentiary for the, for uh, four and a half years. After doing That's twenty years, a long years. ass time. After doing not being in the penitentiary, well, yeah. So I, but it's, it's a short time to gain the success that he's yeah. had. What it was is me and Cuz. Cuz always was doing million dollars with a game, so it was something that he was doing on Instagram, like right. It, but we expanded, and it was like what changed is that we we still the same thing, but it's just more opportunities, mm-hmm. and uh, and you understand platforms more, mm-hmm. like uh, what y'all have. It's not a podcast, it's a show. Mm-hmm. And I think titling, you understand titling, you start to understand more shit. You understand brands, you understand, like some people might be watching this, they don't understand why this ain't got no label on it. They not paying you. Right. So yeah. I just, it's just so much more game that we got in the business side and uh, and just it tighten us up. Outside of, you know, money, that's cool, but it's about information is king in this game, especially this game right here mm-hmm. when he's yeah. cut on. Information and understanding stuff because... It's stuff that I'm going to tell you after this that a lot of these structural companies, they ain't going to tell you because they don't want you to know. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know, you don't know your value. But I learned about value. Like me and him, we talk about this all. We learned about value. We know how much we worth. Really? You know what I mean? If if it, you know, if I come to y'all and say, listen, man, I want to give y'all $10 million, that means I can make 100 I can make 50 off you. Mm-hmm. So it's a valuation game. It's about understanding the different chains of marketing, understanding what could sit on this table. 
And, you know, understand that somebody can put something on this table and give you half a million dollars for a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. It's understanding business. That was the strongest thing that I understand, especially with us owning our shit. We understand ownership and partnership. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think that, uh, you know, if this, if this bottle was 100%, oh, I got to get this to them for me to come up. No, I, I, I got, you know, I could license 30% to you, but license don't mean own shit. Mm -hmm. It just mean that. You could license, you could, you know what I mean? But I own 100% of my shit. But we're going to license so y'all could do this and do that, and we're going to break some bread down. So what, 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 what really changed is that information and understanding and talking to people that's in different fields to understand value, to understand other avenues to this shit. This right here, this on some real shit, million dollars worth of game to us, this our baby. But for what we got in store, this shit is practice. Mm. Like we we on another level, like, and right. we gonna change the game for those that's gonna come behind us about ownership and leveling up on levels that's fucking unimaginable. Oh. From just us saying, "Cuz, come on, let's start this thing," and just shooting shit and just putting it out there, and um, you putting it out there to the world for them to know, understanding is different. People people deal with information different. Some people like to listen to it, some people like to see it, but we understood that. You know, especially people from our culture, we first listen with our eyes, then we listen with our ears. Mm -hmm. See, this is this is the ears. Right. Mm -hmm. we'll you know what I mean? So, so more people are going to probably look at y'all on YouTube than they're going to listen to you on Apple. Because mm -hmm. they want to see your facial expression. They want to see when you say, yeah, motherfucking Brad cuss the people out. He's talking about, what? You're lying. It's a mm -hmm. different thing. Everything is about the visual. Visual is more powerful than audio. So it's understanding that placement, brand placement is about partnerships and ownership. That's all this shit is about. And mm -hmm. that's the shit that we sit back and we just went. Study. We studied and we talk about and that makes us strong and that makes us understand the game more. And, you know, when a motherfucker call you and say, yeah, uh, we want you to do this. We want you to do that. Yeah, uh, we got uh, 100000 for you, this, that, third. And, and, and you hang up and they call back. Damn, something happened? To no, we hang up. Don't disrespect us like that. There ain't no fucking money. Mm -hmm. Fuckers are mad with you. What you trying to do? <clears throat> oh, no, I didn't mean to disrespect you. Are we going to, all right, we're going to get back with you. Yeah. And then they get back, and now they talking some stupid shit. They talking mm -hmm. some real, because they know, like, oh, they know. They, mm -hmm. they black folks that know. See, a lot of black folks don't know. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to drop some strong shit on you. Oh. And I want you to hold this on. And the viewers, I want y'all to hold this on. Black people, we control cool, but we don't own it. We control cool. We control cool, but we don't, but we don't own it. it. But 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 the system know how to monetize it. <clears throat> like if you look at music, right? Look at music. Look at it. You know, we selling the most music, but most of them executives, they don't look like us. They sure don't. You know what I'm saying? So it's understanding ownership. You know what I mean? When you look at Tyler Perry, when you look at certain people and when they talk ownership, that should be real. A lot of people look at them like, oh, they just tripping because a motherfucker you, a motherfucker say, man, here go $10 million. But you could have made that 10. Mm -hmm. yourself and you could have still owned your shit mm. but I think a lot of times we don't know that and, and taxes is important too we tax attorneys we make sure that because it's like at the end of the day it's like we control cool but if you go back mm -hmm. to the beginning of the time if you look at James Brown you look at Lil Rich you look at all our, all our people we always control cool from the beginning of time all the way up to now we control it but we don't own it when is we gonna put ownership on our cool you know what I mean? That thing, that walk, Willie, when you just walk, it's natural. You ain't trying. Mm -hmm. It's just naturally cool. The way you're going to respond to a motherfucker is naturally cool. We control cool. We created cool. The idea of cool, it come from us. Right. When you, you the, got out of prison. And the, the, the reality of it is, is, is every other race 
emulates the black race. Yeah. You know, you, we could pull up a... It's not a bad thing. We could pull up a bunch of videos right now where it's two white boys fighting and they calling each other niggas. What's up, nigga? What you want? We can't pull up no video where two black men fighting and they calling each other crackers. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we just had that conversation with, 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 with Mark... Um, Norman. Mark Norman, we had a conversation <clears throat> with him, and he like this. This is something that he brought up first. Sure uh, so people acknowledge it. People know what time it is. It, it, it ain't no denying it. Um, Wallow, when when you got out of jail, you literally hit the ground running. You start watching those videos. You took the Instagram immediately. You start making those videos, and you run toward the camera. Yeah, <laughs> like, all this shit. Yo, so I'm gonna tell you, that, and you just start just dropping game, telling people what's going on. Now, when people hear you talk. Post uh, incarceration, they hear you talk. Not even like right now, they hear you t- how you talk, and people say, "Man, this guy here is sharp. He's smart." It makes one wonder how did somebody that sharp get caught up in the first place? Because uh, it was like this, Will. In the ghetto, attention is God, acceptance is God, and I was worshiping God coming up in the ghetto, and you know, in my neighborhood. When I seen a dude pull up with the rope chain on, with the bins, he had the Gucci's on and all that shit. I seen that the wood, the women respected him more than the dude that was walking home from work with a motherfucking a plumber belt on or you know some mm-hmm. work shoes on. He was a square. So I had OGs that was getting money in the streets. My grandmother and there's people in my family telling me to do right, but they was outnumbered. So uh-huh. I I came up I came up in the streets of Philadelphia and and I became married to the streets of Philadelphia because I wanted to be down, Will. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. I ain't. I ain't had no no mind. It's just that my mind ain't belong to me. It belonged to the idea of people looking at me and accepting me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I jumped in the street <clears throat> game the first time I got locked up. I was 11. Uh, I went on to keep getting locked up. Spent five years in the juvenile facility, and I spent 20 years in prison. I spent God more time. Damn. I spent more time on this earth incarcerated mm-hmm. than I did free. So when you see me now, I'm living out my life. Um, when I was in jail, I woke up and I realized why I was there. And what was the switch? The the switch was understanding that I was in there. I was I was in jail for living a lie, and the lie was that I was somebody that I'm not. And the reason I say that I'm somebody that I'm not, because I ain't gonna hold you. A lot of times when I was in the street and I was growing up and I did something, or me and the homies did something, or me and Cuz did something, I laid on and be like, I never forget, man. Me and me and me and Cuz, we 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 went statute limitation ran. I was on man. No, nah, don't, don't even listen, incriminate yourself listen, like I ain't that. Say, it, ain't, it ain't that type of shit. Oh, no okay. murder, none of that. <clears throat> but but you know, we did a stick up one time. Come to find out, the motherfucker was a cop. Ooh, fuck. We get in the car. I'm bitching. I'm like, oh shit, that was a cop. Oh man, we gotta give him the shit back. But that consciousness right there, I always had it. Every time I done something, sometime I will always question what I done. Mm-hmm. So I had it there. But when I hit the penitentiary, I'm like, yo, man. You went to jail for that. No, I ain't go to jail for that. Bleep cool. that out. That's cool. Yeah, you can do whatever. But that was uh, thirty years ago. But listen, <laughs> I don't even matter. Statute of limitations. But but but, but what I'm saying is, I let it. Not on a cop, motherfucker. So so whatever the case may be, I ain't. You know, I'm just being. Re- so whatever the case. Stop being scary, man. Listen, God damn. Whatever the case may be, but listen, will whatever the case may be, it was like I I I I evolved when I was in prison because I love that nigga though. Face face on point though. Cause we didn't we didn't have to yeah. do that with shit that was current, but but yeah. like I evolved and I realized like yo, this shit some goofy shit, Willie. I'm sitting in the cell, 
day after day with another man. When it's time for me to take his shit, I got to put his shit up. He might be eating. He got to smell my shit. I got to mm. smell his man, shit. Man, fuck the white, that. The yeah. white boy guard that live in the middle of America. We Listen, we building whole industries. We building whole towns. All prisons is a small town in America. When they build a new prison, they build mm -hmm. in a small town in America, and they build it up. The prison come, the Walmart come, they build the whole town up. Fuck. All the homies, all the homies across the country <clears throat> that go to the penitentiary, and 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 one of the real shit that happened to me, I realized that. And one of the the craziest moments when I was in prison is when the guard told me he showed me he showed me his uh, cause I used to fuck with this guard. He used to talk shit. I used to talk shit. He ain't like me. He, I'm walking past the bubble. He go inside of his shirt, you know, because they wear vests inside the joint, like these stab vests. Mm -hmm. And he pulled like a, an envelope out. He opened the picture up, and it was him, and it was his son, like a boat in a house standing right there. He was like, yeah, yeah, peoples, that's my last name. You and the homies bought me that. And it was, it was, it was this truth that cut me so deep because it was so real. And I, when I went back in my cell, it hurt because I'm like, me and the homies never bought our moms no cribs. He never do. Mm. Did, did he say that to encourage you, inspire no, no. you, or did he say no, it just he to dig that, at you? He said that to dig at me. Yeah. Me and the homies bought him that. Because when you li listen, one thing about the institution, one thing about the justice system, I didn't seen guards come in young, don't know what's going on, 18 years old, mm -hmm. straight off a farm, come in there and go from regular guard, sergeant, lieutenant, major, Captain, I mean, Captain Major Warden, and they son do it, and they brother do it, mm -hmm. and they cousin do it. And My daughter all, did it. And they get, see, and they get all these things based off of me and the homies putting the work in the street and being real niggas mm -hmm. on the streets. So by us being real niggas in the street catching these cases, we're giving them job security because as more us keep coming, loading them beds up in themselves, they keep telling their cousin, come on down to jail and get a job. Fuck. Come on down, Bobby, come down. Fuck. Billy, come down. They whole Listen, I didn't been in the prisons where the whole household was there. The mom, the son, the dad. They all, the mom working in, uh, in a hospital in the jail. The dad, a sergeant, a lieutenant. The son, a regular guard, a work in the gym. And guess what? Me, let me break it down. In the 80s, I used to go to see my stepfather in prison. Me and my brother, rest in peace. And my brother Steve, rest in peace. And my stepfather. And... It's a picture I got. And I used to be happy every week to go see him. Anytime my mom take him up, make the food, go see my step pop. His name Hip. West Philly, St. Stephen Market. His name is Hip. Yep. And um, rest in peace. Willie, do you know, and this in the 80s, do you know in 1998, me and my step pops were cellmates in the same prison I went to go see him at? Do you know in 2005, me and my brother was cellmates in the same prison we used to go to see my dad at, my stepdad at? Damn. generational incarceration at the same time on the other side you got the guards mm -hmm. so it's like it's deep but that shit wake you up mm. and you and you like man I got more so when I'm out here and I'm talking to cats and I'm telling them it costs too much to be a criminal I'm trying to get I'm giving you shit off of real life mm -hmm. don't wait till it's too late <clears> and I, <throat> I'm telling dudes based off of like yo ask yourself what is you really doing like mm -hmm. we ride for an idea of something that don't exist no more and listen, a young boy told me some shit, and it was real. I was in prison, me and some other older cats. He was telling on somebody, Will. So he come back from court. We in the holding cells. He tell the motherfucker, you know, 
Young boy's like, yo, youngin' right there in the last cell, he ratting. That motherfucker going there, he just went down to court telling somebody what is, ah. So me and another old cat, older cat named Jeff Gans, he was a name brand dude in the streets, affiliate boxer, all that. We, ho we holler through the gate. Hey, youngin', come to the gate, man. We got to holler at you. He said, what, what y'all want, old heads? What's up? What y'all want to talk about? He said, damn, man, we heard you telling somebody this is what he said to us. This motherfucker was a different type of rat. He say, oh, y'all old heads, right, so y'all know to mind y'all business. What the fuck y'all calling me for? He said, damn, you know, you, you going out there, you doing some shit you ain't supposed to be doing. He said, listen, old heads, I understand y'all been in prison for a while, but uh, I'm going to let y'all know because y'all don't know what's going on out there. Y'all old niggas playing by some rules in the book that nobody read no more. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. When he said that shit, I you called, called me. Get out the streets. I called Leave everything alone. Drop everything. But, but what he did is, I'm on he, backed like, nigga, what? he backed me up. How old was he? He was like, Youngin was about, he, he couldn't have been no more than 20. He backed yeah. me up off the gate. I get off the gate, I go lay in my bed. I said, Jeff, back up off the gate. Back up because off the gate. Because I told my old head, Jeff, there was another, I said, back up off the gate. Because he educated me on the reality of life as it is right now. Mm -hmm. And I can't say this for everybody, but to know that that idea is out there, that that mindset is out there. And I already was, had my mind made up anyway. I ain't going home to do nothing, but it's just like, wow. So I'm trying to tell these young cats when I'm doing my post, I'm like, yo, man, it costs too much to be a criminal because ain't nothing going to be more painful than when you hear your mom cry behind you when you in that courtroom and you sitting in there, your lawyer right here, your public defender, because a lot of dudes ain't got no money. You sitting right here with your public defender. You sitting right here. Your mom and your sisters and all them in the back of you in the courtroom. And when they that motherfucker, that no, when that motherfucker walk up on that stand and the DA say, yeah, excuse me. How do you know Mr. Willie D? How do you know Mr. W Willie Davis? And do you know him? Yeah, I know him. H how long have you known him? Oh, his mom used to babysit me. And your mom start crying in the back because your childhood friend telling on you because he realized he wasn't really the real nigga that he said he was on mm. Instagram. That's when life on hit. Instagram. So my thing be like, I'm just trying to tell dudes, yo, get the fuck out. Go switch the shit up. Yeah. Because it's real, Will. Yeah. I ain't trying to, you know, I'm just telling dudes like, yo, man, I live that shit. It wasn't worth it. Spent my whole life in jail. I'm just trying to get y'all information based off a of lived experience. I ain't no motherfucking square telling you don't do this, don't do that. I'm telling you like, listen, man. That shit hurt when you're in the penitentiary day after day after day and your body start hurting and you start getting weak inside based off of you just want to go home, grown man or not. you like, I want to go uh, home. I want to hug my mama. I want to hug my grandmama. Mm -hmm. I want to see my kids. And you can't. It's a whole different game. Oh, we, man. You know, the cold part is like when you are in the streets and hustling, a lot of times you rationalize, I'm doing this for my kids. I'm doing this. Yeah, you this, try to lie to yourself. I'm do, yeah, I'm doing this for my girl. I'm doing this for my mama to get my mama a new house. Or, you know, get Ain't out of the hood or whatever. And you know, when you get jammed up, and you will get jammed up. When mm -hmm. you get jammed up, uh, usually, you know, you can hardly afford a lawyer when they do get you. Because even if you got the money, a lot of times it, they, they're going to freeze whatever money you already have. All the money you got in the crib. They're going to take whatever you got. And, yeah, and, and anything you got stashed in the crib, the people that you love the most are going to run through your money. This mm -hmm. happened to me. Yes. So I know. So they're going to run through your money. And you'll probably think about killing them, but you probably won't <laughs> because it's like your mother and your, your yeah. brother. And yeah, they're going to kill it. They think like, they think so, like EBR. So, yeah, so, 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 uh, but all of this money, everything that you do, uh, you end up losing everything once you go in and then what happens is that 
whatever you did is now exacerbated by the fact that you got a criminal record now. And so now, even if you, when you get out, you're further behind than mm-hmm. you were no shit. when you were just broke and didn't have a criminal record. Right. Now you, this, this life of crime then puts you even further yeah, behind because nobody wants to hire you. Nobody wants to deal with you and people don't trust you. Right. So, so are you really doing it? Are you really doing it? Are you doing it for you? Are you really are you doing it for the kids? Because if you're doing it for the kids, the most important thing for your kids is presence, not presence. Your presence, not presence. That is the absolute most important thing Mm -hmm. for a child. Mm -hmm. And so, when you once you remove yourself from the house, now the house is is open. It's wide open to be raped and pillaged. You locked up. You can't do nothing about it. Some dude's coming through the house. And, you know, after a while, if you stay long enough, he's going to start looking at your kid, your daughter. Might Give be him the son the information be, that's not beneficial be for looking, him. He might be looking at your son. And then when your son, now your son has to become a man faster than what he's supposed to be because he's trying to fill your shoes. Right. And thus the cycle repeats itself. Absolutely. That's what happened to Wallow, basically trying to feel the shoes of a man doing something that a ma- another a man should have been doing mm-hmm. that was responsible for him that had bring him to this world. Absolutely. So so that's it, it it's it's a vicious cycle and and it's soon, the the moment that we understand that that we really get that it's a trap and you know nobody likes just like in a relationship nobody likes to be made of a fo- fool of. If you once you realize if you're in a relationship and somebody made you out of a fool, you don't want to be with that person. You don't want to deal with that person anymore. So why do we allow this system that we know is stacked against us, that we know is designed to make us out of a fool? Why do we allow the system to make us out of a fool? Yeah, it's real. And you know, it's like, uh, like me, well, a lot of motherfuckers don't understand. They see me. I'm happy every day because I'm happy to be out here. A lot of my homies died. Boom. My brother got killed. He got shot, died in my grandma's arms in the door step of the, you know, the crib I was raised in. Um, and it's like, it, it's so much for me. And I'll be happy every day because I'm living, I'm out here living for his kids. That's the most gangster shit I could have ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm there for my brother's kid. I'm there for my family. Huh. That's all that matters. That's gangster. That's gangster, you yeah. know. Uh, and it'd be like, 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 I'm just trying to show motherfuckers, real, <clears throat> real, real is who you are and not what you do. Mm. Right. Real, real is just real is that if you a motherfucker, you get up every day, you work at Wendy's, you work at Burger King, you doing you, you go home, you play the games, you kick it with whoever. That's you, bro. Right. Be that. Ain't nothing right. wrong with that. Yeah. But right. but you know, as black people, we put so much priority mm-hmm. and so much status on being a cool motherfucker, being lit, having being cars, having so 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 it'd be like we our our whole outlook of real is imaginary shit. Real got something to do with a real to us. A lot of times, real got something to do with some criminal shit. Right, he a real nigga, man. He getting money. No, he just oh, he a real nigga. He shot Willie D last week. That nigga real. He he shot a motherfucker. You get more praise for doing something to another motherfucking black people is than just doing yourself. You know what I don't get, man. I don't. I don't get how people who kill people in our in our neighborhood is accepted back into the community. Like 
when you live in uh, in like I'll say specifically a wh- white community, oh, a, a predominant, predominantly white community, if you take the life of somebody that's in that neighborhood, your whole family got to get the fuck out mm-hmm. because it's it's two reasons. Well, the main reason is that hey man, just murdered somebody. Well, you murdered somebody, <laughs> and guess what happens? It makes the property value go down. Crime makes the People property value that. go down. People understand and that. murder is the worst crime you can commit. Mm-hmm. So they're like, now get the fuck out. You bringing a, you gonna make out, you, you devaluing my home. Right. You and that deva- the property de- go you're down. devaluing my property. So right. they're gonna push your ass all the way out. But us, you know, in, in the hood, this person go out there and, and kill somebody in the neighborhood and they come back and we say, we call them, we give them a nickname, we call them killer. Yeah, yeah. Or we we have a day, we throw a damn barbecue for them mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. You know, after they didn't kill somebody and they have a barbecue and everybody, people show up and everybody's celebrating and you just, you know, it's, when you live a certain way and you're conditioned <clears throat> to be a certain way, a lot of times, man, everything that's bad is viewed as good and everything good is viewed as bad. And, and speaking of the good and the bad, you oftentimes will give advice to uh, a lot of young men mm-hmm. who want that advice about women. Where, where'd you get and your game? First of all, your game be like ice cold on point. Mm-hmm. I realize you like what, to drink a lot. Yeah, of time. where, where is, too much props. <laughs> this shit is prop fest. But, but, where, but where, where does that come from, man? That like, did you did you have an OG that you looked up to that passed the game down to you, or, or is this back? Yeah, you know, I, I think I fire? like to say we was the last ever that came from that had old heads that respected mm-hmm. our old heads. You know, that respected our old heads. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For me, I'm from Area North Philly. We always was like a you know, some slick talk and muff. That's just like our neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but for us, it it was it was just more just experience. I've I seen a lot of shit. I've been through a lot of shit. I've done a lot of shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, for me, it's like if I don't get the youth some type of game, some type, of, and what we call game is God's attention, motivation, and education. Mm-hmm. If I don't, if I don't bless them, I don't give them some some type of game, some type of knowledge. You know, I might just trigger one person, two people, three people. You know, that's all that mattered to me. We was in the mall yesterday. It's funny you say that we was in the mall yesterday, man. And this kid from New Orleans that live in Houston now seen us, man. This youngin was probably about 20. Started crying. Two years old, started crying. So man. y'all like father figures and to me. Y'all niggas like father figures to me, man. And I can you believe can tell that was real. That this kid is really from the mud like literally mm-hmm. this man was walking by and, and was with his woman and was like hold on bitch wait date nigga hold on I'm like went oh, ballistic. woman nigga like, yeah, he went ballistic. like but he seen us and he like man y'all don't understand i live by the shit y'all be saying man like i ain't had no father like i ain't had no male figures to and mm-hmm. just started crying right there in the morning <clears throat> so it'd be things like that that happened that I'd be like, that's God's way of telling us what y'all niggas is doing is working. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So keep giving that shit to him. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Ab- absolutely, no. man. And we want to thank y'all for that guidance, no attention, motivation, and education. 
I ain't got to tell y'all to keep doing it because I didn't. Have, I didn't have to tell you to start doing it. <laughs> so we love y'all, man. We appreciate, appreciate y'all. We really Coming appreciate y'all, man. Game, y'all, man. you guys, you know, are, are definitely an inspiration, man. Appreciate. We'll keep y'all, on man. doing it. I, 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 can't, I would be remiss to not speak on this trade day. This is the reason why yes. you guys out there. And that's yes. that's what the teachers. Yeah, man. Are we about. came down trade, do a lot of trade, stuff for the community, stuff, for the kids. Yeah, so we had so, to be know, here. That's, we had to be here. That's the hometown hero. Yeah, we had to be here. And I want to say this to y'all. I want to give y'all y'all flowers. I always get an OGs of hip hop they flowers because and I always tell the young cats when we talk to them like yo yesterday is the reason today is able to make so much money no the shit. opportunity you know and I tell them I say the money that y'all see in a week some of these cats ain't seeing a three four year career so you know I'm just thankful that y'all was able to create something to be a part of something that's so great that we have today where so many people was able to take care of their families because when I'm looking at I'm looking at the producer the manager, the engineer, the music, everybody that's a part of this thing called hip hop, the promoter, uh, everybody, the agents, the booking agents, the PR, this system is so strong. And it wasn't as strong back in the day. We didn't have all these departments and all these different people that could just get filthy rich off it. But like, I appreciate y'all for just all y'all contributions to the hip hop and uh, what we have today, you know? Absolutely. We appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks for that, guys. That's it, y'all. It's like that, y'all. No more. Right. Yeah. This episode was produced by A-King and brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel every Thursday. Already a know. podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.